When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe, and today my guest needs no introduction. He's your 2018 NL MVP. He's one of the best players on the planet, if not the best player on the planet right now. He's a guy that I got to spend a lot of time with a couple off seasons ago, uh, an all-around great guy, Christian Yelich. What's up, my man? What up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so happy you agreed to come on. Um, I texted you and I said, hey, do you have any interest in coming on? And you said, sure. And I said, when do you think? And you said, how about tonight? So yeah. uh, we, we got we this are. stuff right away. When, when, when the MVP comes and says, let's do it, you just do it. Right. So I asked you for some highlights because that's kind of what the show is about. We go through a few highlights pitch by pitch, um, some highlights that kind of guys will look at to get back to when they're feeling good. And you told me that you're not a big highlight guy. You're more of an alignment guy. What, what exactly does that mean? I mean, I'll look at highlight. I think everybody watches their, their dig me tape every now and then just to, to, I think I do it more when, if I'm struggling and you want to get like uh, in the middle of the season, you want to get that positive feel back and that confidence. You can trick yourself. And I'm sure you've done it before where, you're like, man, I suck right now. And then you go in the video room and you're like, I'm going to watch some video. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to watch all my homers right now. And then you watch it. You're like, man, this looks so easy. <laughs> and then you don't, you don't realize like all the, uh, you know, you don't, you forget about all your bad feelings and your bad thoughts that you had when you walked into that room and you're like, all right, like, let me focus on like what I'm doing here. Um, yeah, I watch like my setup and my stance. Like if I feel like if I'm in that position, like if I'm in a good, good setup, I like my stance. I like how I look in the box and I have certain keys that, um, I look at, I think my setup allows me to get into a good position when I make my, my first move. And then when I feel, if I feel like I can get in that position and not have to work very hard to get in that position, then I feel like I can do whatever. Like I can cover the zone, every zone, I can cover every pitch. Like it doesn't, I'm in total control. And the only way I feel like I get out is if I do something stupid and get myself out, which we do a lot, like, you know what I mean? Or you'll just miss a pitch, like it happens, but you know, you, you get in that, that zone and that feeling like you're not going to, you're not going to succeed every time in the big league. It's not going to happen, but that mindset, you have that mindset, you know what I mean? Of like, I'm, does not i am in total control right now like you know i might maybe i'll line out or something here but i'm it's not gonna that's the only way this is going down and it's a great feeling to have but you're always you're searching for that all season you have like the times when you feel great i feel like i say i think you have two weeks if you're very fortunate every season where you're just like blacked out red hot and you're lighting the world on fire and you have about two weeks where you suck like you someone could throw you front toss in the game and you're going to find a way to hit no double play or punch out and the rest of the time you're kind of surviving and, and working towards that two-week feeling or you have these certain keys that you're just working for and you're surviving and you're competing and that's a baseball season it is. So at least it is for me like i don't know how you felt playing but 
I that's try- how I feel. Like you don't you don't feel locked in all year. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, everyone always says you try to ride the wave when you're going hot. Or for you, I mean, the last couple of years it seems like you've had that kind of wave going more often than not, which, like you said, is an excellent feeling. Uh, what's cool about our relationship is I mentioned before we got to work out together and in that off season I got to hit with you so I got to kind of experience like you know what you're thinking and now we want to pass it along to kind of who's watching this and one yeah. thing that I thought was really cool I just kind of asked you one day like did something just like click like you were always a really good player and then you see that from time to time you guys will just say just clicked and mm-hmm. I asked you if that if you had a moment like that, and you you kind of did. Do you want to share that with with everybody? Yeah, I I did, and I didn't. Like I had a moment where I definitely changed. Right, I changed to more of a, a little bit upright, but it was probably I'd say it was probably a two to three week moment. Right, I had the initial idea, mm-hmm. but you know, as a hitter, little changes feel huge to you. at first like you can be like oh my hands are like right here and then you raise them to like right here and you feel like they're up here you know what i mean like that's what it feels like originally the hitter so in your mind you're like oh i'm making this big drastic change but then you go watch the video and you're like oh man it's not really that big of a change but it feels different you think it's different and sometimes that's everything it's such a mental game like sometimes that's just it right and so I definitely made a change where I was more upright, but I definitely wasn't as upright as I thought at mm-hmm. first. And then as that two, three week period probably goes by, and this is after the 2018 all-star break. Um, I did it the first game back, but looking at where it was the first game to where it was probably in mid August or beginning of September, it was, it's, it's definitely even more different then. it's, it's like, it's very noticeable. And that happened over time. Like I didn't watch video and be like, okay, I'm going to open up a little bit more and I'm going to narrow. Like I, I thought I was doing all those things already. And then I think with just having the thought process, my body just followed suit in a way. But the reason I did that is because after the all-star game, you fly back home and you have a, you have like a, you have an off day in a sense. Like you get back early in the morning and you have the rest of the day off. And the next day is the start of, the second half of the season and so you're kind of relaxing um just resting up getting ready to take on the second half and i I got my ipad out and i did what we were talking about i was like let me see like because i I wasn't feeling great going into the break like i made the all-star team but i wasn't feeling like in one of those locked-in phases i was more surviving so i was like all right before the second half starts like i just wanted to watch my like video of when i was doing well and see if i could pick out something that like stood out Right. And like really just self analyze and like just be like, what do I do when I have the most success? Which in my, I was driving the ball with authority, which was a home run. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked at them all from 2016, 2017. And 2016 is the year where I first started hitting for power in the big leagues. I hit 21 homers, which was a, was a career high for me at the time. And That's I got to work with Barry. For that park. Yeah, Marlins Park. It was it was a lot, but when you're playing with guys like Stan and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's this guy had 21 homers at the end of May a lot of yeah. the times, right? So you're like, oh, okay, like cool. Here's your 21 homers, buddy. And <laughs> I thought it was sick, but I you know, too. on the right, the guy hitting before you and after you was like, ah, that's cool, man. <laughs> but 
anyway, that was the first year that I started hitting for power and the hitting coaches at the time and um, Miami were Barry Bonds and Frank Menachino. And obviously everybody who's watching this is going to know who Barry is. And, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of your feelings, a guy that's hit more homers than anybody on planet Earth, yes. you know, or at least who hasn't played major league, at least major league baseball. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to listen. And this, he really knows, he really knew a lot about the game. Like anybody can go out there and hit a homer. Like you can go deep in a game. And you can have no idea why. Like, yeah, sure, I hit the ball hard and it went over the fence. And mm-hmm. by definition, that, that's a home run. But why did that happen? Like, what allowed that to happen? And as a young player, I, I never really knew. I was like, oh, yeah, that felt good. That was a good yeah. swing. But why was it a good swing? And why did it, why did all that happen? And Barry explained it to me in terms that the Instagram hitting coach would not love right but i say the twitter you, coach right it's both like it you know it, it, and we were talking before we started this of like you know what it would be like as a young player to be able to do something like this and learn the game that way mm-hmm. which who knows if me and you are right i'd like to think we are but i would think that we probably have at least an understanding of what it's going to take to succeed at the major league level and and what you can apply from cage bp to game like yes. some things can look sick in the cage or sick in bp so and then you suck in the game because it just doesn't translate because when dudes are throwing a hunch grabbing double zeros with sink or the four seam fastballs that'll blow your doors off sometimes you just you know can't take what you learned on the gram and throw it in the major league batter's box. Yeah. I mean, the guy's throwing in the cage. I always say that to people in the cage, you can get away with so much because there's no variables. A guy is flipping the ball to you or he's throwing overhand at 45 miles an hour. And right. there's and just it's the same every time, same every time. So you need, like you're saying, you got to have something that you can take into the games because you could do all you want in BP and hit mammo bombs, which you and I both know a lot of players that do that and can't take it into the game. Um, yeah, but you're saying sure. that you guys wanted that you were talking about something. Yeah, so we got off track a little bit, but sorry, just kind of a, this. No, but I, that was my fault. But it's, it it applies in the sense of the terminology I'm about to use and explain the way that Barry explained it. If you took it to somebody on social media or the guys that do those those videos, it would just like yell at you all day and like, no, this is totally wrong. But it's probably the same thing that we're talking about, just a different way of getting there sure. and a mindset and a way to think. So. He, we, we, I remember this day exactly. It was uh, we were playing the Fort Bragg game against the Braves at Fort Bragg, the military base, and they built these facilities there, and they're really nice actually. If they just built them and then donated them to the to the military afterwards, but uh, it was like 105 in Fayetteville, North Carolina, in like July, and we're in this cage, and it's like tarped in, and it's just it's probably 120 in this thing, and. I was trying to find it again. I, I was kind of struggling a little bit and trying to do some drills in the cage. And, and Barry was in there with me with Frank. And, uh, you know, I thought I always thought as a young player, when I wanted to drive the ball, I would do it with my body. And by that, I meant like, you know, in BP, if you're like, all right, hit a homer and your, your hip will fly, your front side will fly, everything, because you're, you're just straight yank. And that's the complete opposite of what you want to do when you're trying to hit a homer. 
And so Barry got me in there and spread me out really wide and was like, hit this ball off the front of the plate, like the, the white part of the plate. And I was like, uh, okay. okay, you know? So I, he, I think he had Frank flip and he was watching. And so I'm pretty, I'm spread out to the part my landing point. So if I did my leg kick and you stride out to where your foot landed, that's where, that's how wide I was. And I'm just sitting there and this is, a, it was a no stride drill. And it was just like hit the front of the plate. And I was like, okay, cool. I, he throws me the ball and I got try and chop this shit right off the front of the plate. And I hit it maybe six feet out in front of the plate, like bounce mm-hmm. and goes into the screen, whatever. And he goes, I said the front of the plate. I was like, oh shit. All right. So back again, hit it this time, probably like two or three feet. And he was like, I said right off the plate. And I was like, I'm trying dude. And so I do it again. I, I miss again. And he grabs the bat and he does it. He just, pounding balls off the off the plate and i'm like what is going on right here but i was like yeah, i'm just gonna i'm, I'm riding this out up. right you're right he he grabbed it and he like showed me what he was talking about so he pounded it. a few he found pounded a few off the off the plate so all right let's do that so i i get in i start doing that and then after a few of that he's like okay now i want you to um you know, chop it where I was originally, like six, seven feet out there like that. And we slowly did that and we brought the ball up to probably about line drive level where it was just like, and I still had that chopping feeling, mm-hmm. but you're, I wasn't actually like steep down, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like your path was so short and cleaned up and it was his way of cleaning up his bat path Interesting. when he played and it's a feel, you know, and thinking that of, swing down because you hear the swing down some guys say that still like if you hear the old school or i wouldn't say old school but a rod berries like these guys all talk about chipper they all talk about swinging down and that's why they're kind of against the instagram twitter people because they're they're so anti that and if i hit a ball off the top of this cage in this drill i i might have got punched in the face you know (laughs) what i mean not literally but it would have it would have been just like a what are you doing moment and so it was like, it was creating like true backspin. Like the ball was coming off and I was trying to hit this bitch straight in the ground. And it was like opposite field, backspin missile, up the middle, backspin missile, pull side, backspin, backspin, like true pull side. And I was like, damn, like I've never really done that before. And if I had, it was pure luck accident. And I never really understood it. I was always a guy that just hit and could feel when it felt good and not good. Sure. And I just hit, I had no... I had no reasoning behind anything. And I was like, man, like, that feels pretty good. And like my, I wasn't, I was hitting against my front side in a, in a sense of where like it wasn't leaking first before I went to swing. And that's why everything was so true. And I was short and I could pull the ball correctly instead of top spinning it or hooking it foul. And I took it in BP that day and it was the best batting practice I'd probably ever had in my entire life. It was like, just homers like everywhere all parts of the field back spun like were you still trying to do that you were still trying to have that feel of like kind of just backspin the ball like like that yeah i was trying to do i was i had the yeah i had that feel of um 
not I wasn't trying to hit off the plate anymore, but I was trying to just like keep it. I guess on the line for, for lack of a, a, a better term. And I wasn't like, if I did, it was like that ball that you hit. That's a, a two iron into the gap that one off the wall. Otherwise it was a Hummer. It was like one of those BP days. Yeah. Great. And, uh, Love yeah. And, and, uh, that's when I was like, damn, like I really kind of bought into it in a sense of like, all right, like this is, this might be for real. Like I felt really good about it. And, I think I only hit seven homers in the first half of that season. I ended up hitting 14 uh, in the second half of that year working on this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was the first time I really understood how to pull a ball correctly in the air and hit for power and, like, what I did personally. And What do you uh, think that did for that you? I mean, I get, like, it, sh- it just shortened you to the zone. Do you feel like – does that mean – because I've been it showed me how to do it correctly like it showed me how to do it correct like pull the ball I I, I never really pulled the ball in the air much when I was a young player because mm. I was doing it that's wrong good. you know what I mean so I think you need that I think guys need that like they always say you learn to pull the ball last I think you have to be able to hit the ball the other way to learn how to pull the ball right and maybe I'm completely yeah. off, off here but that's in my experience that's what it was yeah I mean see now it really helps me because I have I have that club in the bag still like I still can do what I used to do when I was a young mm-hmm. player I just have built on that and I, I, I'll be, I was a good hitter but I never really hit for damage I, I could always get on base hit for a decently high average um, and use the whole field I always had that skill set and then I, I, I kind of ran into this that one day and it was the beginning of like an understanding of how to to do that for me and it didn't translate overnight that was 2016 and now we're talking about a a clip in 2019 but it's your you're constantly working as a as a player so anyways we're getting off that's a long story to get back to the day before the the that was excellent all-star break so i was watching that video from 2016 and that's why i started there that's that's basically why i started there in a sense that's why such a long story but kind of explain it and so I started with my second half homers from 2016 and watched 16, 17. And I don't think I, I don't know if I watched any of 18 or not since they're still in that year, but I watched it. And I was like, what are the similarities here? And it was that I was always a little bit more on time. I was mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. The swings were probably the same, but I wasn't as on time um, when I drove the ball. And I think a lot of guys that happens to is like, they think they're on time, but you're really not. And I was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And so I always notice that I, I have that little pause when I hit kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the little knee tuck and it, it almost looks like a pause. And I noticed that I, I, when I hit those homers, like that was, I was there a little earlier and I was able to hold it. And then if I swung and then I was swinging the way that I just kind of explained in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, that was another thing about that drill. You throw them like at your, at your chest in a way. And this kind of okay. applies to this next, it's kind of applies to this next video. Okay. So yeah, I know, I know it, it, it was like, <laughs> it was like, right. So, but it's actually good that we're talking about this because we're about to watch it play out. Mm-hmm. And the drill was to, to like basically chop with your top hand to where you felt like you're almost like, swinging down like you're like casting the barrel i guess like you're gonna fish like in front of your face but it, 
Okay. But it, 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 you think that happens in your head, but it really doesn't. It's just a way to get there very quickly and efficiently. But it, it took this drill and learning how to do it and being doing it over and over again in the cage. And eventually it took over here, but we're getting did ahead you, of ourselves. Did you continue to do it? So you said all-star break, you're watching the video, and you come back. You told me before that you got a little bit more upright, just kind of felt you wanted to get into the box and feel comfortable. So you said you, you started to feel a little bit upright. Well, I'll tell you why I got upright in a second. Is okay. So I watched it, and I was like, I got – I was always on time more and I was able to hold that pause better. And I'm, I was thought, I was thinking, okay, like I, I think I identified like what I want to try and do. Who knows if this is going to work or not, but this is what I want to try and do. And I was like, I hold this pause I, and, but how am I going to do that? When you're spread out, like it's a little harder to balance. You know, if you spread your legs out really far right now, you pick your front one up, it, it, you're not really balanced. You're going to fall off of it. So, the idea behind standing a little bit taller was like I can, you're in a more athletic position. You can you can hold your weight a little bit better. You're just you're just more balanced that way. You know, if your legs are closer together, you can hold that little sure. pause. Okay. Little I, I call it they call it the the ninja position, or mm-hmm. Moose likes to call it that. So we'll call it that. Okay. So I I can hold that little pause, that little position better like that because I'm more balanced and I'm not falling out of it. Right. So I was like, that's why I started standing straight up. And, okay. Or I went in the cage that day and I was like, hey, I'm going to try something for like 15 swings. I'm kind of getting loose. Don't say anything. I used to hit really <laughs> <Don't> tall. <say. laughs> yeah. Don't say anything. Don't freak out. Like, I'm kind of just getting loose. But in my mind, I was trying something. And I used to hit tall as a, as a, in high school. So it wasn't like completely foreign to me. And then once mm-hmm. I got in the, the minor leagues, they spread me out and put me in my legs more. But okay. anyway. So you go in there. I just want, I just want to clear this because – you stand taller. You go in the cage. Do you do that drill again? Are you hitting, chopping down? I didn't do the drill. I didn't do the drill, but I drew back on the, the thoughts the and thoughts. the thought process behind it. I didn't do that. I do do that drill still every now and then. If mm-hmm. I need to, like, if I feel like I want to clean up my back path or really feel something, it's a go-to thing. I mean, maybe once or twice a month. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if you really think about the drill, I used to do high T as well and really feel that, that backspin. And you just can't mm-hmm. lose your barrel and, like, get long with it. And expect to come back and and, t- and like feel like on top of the ball like that and, and creating that true backspin. So I think that's kind of right. Is that what I'm? I, is that right? Like yeah, I, that? I, yeah. I watched this the flight of the ball in the cage when I did this drill mm-hmm. and like the feel of it. And if it's not the, the ball flight's not good, I know I'm doing this drill wrong. I love that. And I might be thinking I'm doing it right, but there's something going on that's a little off. And then I watch the flight of the ball, and that's how I can tell if I'm in a a good position and doing what I'm supposed to do. Cause you have a lot of false feels as a hitter that like you think you're doing stuff all the time. And you're not, you're not even close. So absolutely being able to have some instant feedback for me is like, okay, cool. I can try and get this train back on the tracks a little bit quicker by just going to this. Like this is for me, is like my process of like, all right, let's get to the bottom. Like enough's enough. Like let's figure this out. And I for me, that. that's what that was. And I'm not a big T guy, so I don't hit high T. So I just do high flips. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's why I started standing tall and doing this position of like, um, you know, being a little bit more on time. And I started raking in the case. Like, <laughs> it was just missiles and I was on time and it was a, it was a good feeling. Sorry, I'm like the camera's falling here. It's but, all good. Uh, it's all good. I, I, I like, love that because is- you do have times. Like if I, if I go in the cage and I say, 
I just want to feel like athletic and as easy as I can swing, like I would get more upright and the ball does jump off your bat. I could never bring that into the game. I felt like my head moved too much or maybe I didn't give it enough time. I probably should have done that. I probably should have tried it. But, well, um, it's changed so much. It's, it's changed for me, like in my head and like even on film so much from that day to where I'd probably put it at now. And that's just mm-hmm. from, that's from always constantly evolving. It's from why I tried it in the first you place. To. You're constantly evolving. You're trying to get better. You're trying to make it more efficient, more repeatable. And what's cool this is, is just like, I was like, go ahead. No, this is just like me talking through the process of like how I, how I got there. And maybe it was a risk to try this because like I was an all-star at that point during the season. And like a lot of times when you do this stuff, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you, and we've all tried stuff as a hitter. And like this is not it. Right. Absolutely. But I felt comfortable doing this because I used to do it when I was younger and it was natural to me. So I, I felt a little bit more convicted in it than I, I would with any other change and felt like I had a good reason behind it. And it wasn't just, blindly experimenting during the season which can result in disaster especially after you're already an all-star but i love that you're willing to make the adjustment to get even better and you did and then fast i just knew there was more in there i just knew there was more in there you know it just like i could tell but i just didn't know what it was and you ended up winning the mvp right and like when i tried that it was like the farthest thing from my mind at that point in the season like it was not even the discussion of being an mvp and then just went and crushed it the second half. So that brings us to 2019. So you're coming mm-hmm. off an MVP year. Um, this is one of the first games of the year. Uh, we'll get to the highlight now. And what I love about this highlight is because we do hear so much about putting the ball in the air, there is an emphasis on having that trajectory on your swing path. You want to be swinging up. A la, like a Joey Gallo, he's a guy that does that. A lot of guys are. A lot of guys do it, but there's one thing that pitchers are doing to counter that right now, and it's that four seam elevated heater. And it's really hard mm-hmm. to get on plane with that if you're thinking about hitting the ball in the air. Right, so, and to touch on the swing up thing, I could, for me, I've never been on the swing up thing. I think that's the wrong. I think people like misconstrue like hitting the ball in the air with with swinging up. Swinging up has absolutely nothing to do with hitting the ball in the air. Actually, you're probably going to be a really bad hitter if you swing up. Like your your barrel's in the zone for this long, mm-hmm. and when balls are moving like crazy in the big leagues, sinking, cutting, nasty curveballs, really good changeups. If your barrel's in the zone for this long, you're going to hit like 200. Maybe you're going to hit for some power if you're a really strong guy. But it's also know thyself. Don't be a guy that's trying to hit all these homers if you're not a big, strong kid or guy because it's not going to – if you're not capable of doing it, don't try and do it in a sense. But to me, I think hitting the ball in the air has everything to do with where you hit the ball on the plate. Like if you hit it a little bit more out front, then you're going to drive that ball in the air. If it beats you a little bit and you catch it back, you could have the same swing. Like that could have been a homer swing, but your mm-hmm. timing was off or you, you got beat a little bit, which happens all the time and you hit it in the ground. And that has nothing to do with like you swung down or you didn't swing up. It was just like, oh, well, you got your doors blown. And that's where it goes back to my thing about timing it was like this was kind of right when the launch angle revolution type thing happened and everybody wanted me to say i bought into the launch angle i started swinging up i made all these mechanical adjustments and it's, it's really not true like i didn't i just changed my timing and my setup a little bit to allow myself to be a little more athletic more efficient 
And in turn, I was catching the ball in a better zone for hitting than I was previous. And so people were always like, oh, you wouldn't be this kind of player that you were in Miami, that you were in Miami, if you were still in Miami. And I, I think that's complete bullshit because I know I would be. Um, I agree. Just because these changes translate. And there's a reason, and I know why they do, because I did them. And it wasn't because of the launch angle thing, because mm-hmm. if you're swinging straight up, like you said, these guys throwing a hunch at the top of the zone, it's not going to, sorry, bud, like you're going to see three pitches and then that's it. You're going to get your glove and hopefully go play some good D. <laughs> but that's all that's going to happen in that situation. And When I see your swing, you talked about, the, you know, having kind of an uppercut swing, you're going to be in and out of the zone very quickly. And your swing stays in the zone. It gets in the zone early, and it stays in the zone long. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. when you watch good hitters, that's what they do. And it allows for air. Like, you, your timing is everything. And if you're a little tardy on a pitch, but you get, you get to uh, your path quick enough, you're, you're going to spray that ball to the opposite field. If you're a little early, yeah. you're gonna, your hands are still going to be there. You're going to hit that ball down the left, or your, your pull side. And I think that's what you yeah. do really well. And I think we're going to see that. Yeah, and you're going to hit balls hard. You're going to hit balls hard and give you a chance when you don't make the perfect contact. All right, so let's get this up. Let's set this up. This is um, beginning of 2019. You're facing Michael Walker. He's known for mm-hmm. his curveball. You know, he throws hard. Um, so you're walking up. Big, bad NL MVP. And we'll just go ahead and start the at-bat here. Calm, collected. Walking up here. Mm-hmm. When did you start with the show piece on the on the face? Uh, when I got to the Brewers, they were like they're really big on it organizationally. Like they just think it's 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 a safe thing to do, and um, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have these available for everybody. If you want to try them, go ahead." And I saw Mikey got hit in the face, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give this a shot." <laughs> and I really liked it in spring training, so I was like, "You know what, dude? That guy throws so hard now, and you know, it's not always about." command is about stuff these days so yeah i'm comfortable with it i like it and um that's why i start wearing it well it's super show so i love it it is show too that helps and it's good for when you're pissed you can grip something and just beat the hell out of your helmet once a year only (laughs) i I went through a lot of helmets myself no doubt i only go through one a year one a year (laughs) all right well let's um set this up again michael walker i think you've already hit homers start the season i think it's like the third game of the season i think you already have this one's the this one's the fourth game this is the fourth yeah game. I, I hit a homer in the first three games so i was feeling pretty good so you got that, we had to tell that because of this first pitch let's get to the first pitch first pitch he wants no party he's like i'm gonna throw the curveball hopefully it's a get me over i get i get ahead of him over right, well, and then i can go from there well yeah and you got to remember like Yachty is awesome. He's like, the, I think he's, sure. he's definitely the smartest catcher in the game. He's, he's going to be a hall of famer and he knows, like he knows, like I always feel like he knows what you can't hit that day. <laughs> after a few, after a few swings, you're like, dude, this guy knows. Cause he's throwing you stuff that night that he wasn't the night before. He can just, I don't know. He can just tell I'm convinced, but uh, I was feeling really good. I felt like I could, I could cover a lot of things at that time. Like you said, it's, the first inning, one out, nobody on base, and they go first pitch curveball out the gate. You know what's and coming Waka, next. Well, 
you don't know, but you have an educated guess. Like he's got, he's the 12, six curveball straight over the top guy. And mm-hmm. so he loves the high fastball or the one that looks like it's going to hit the dirt, sticks at the zone. And then he throws the split off that low one, get you to chase. And he's got a really good split too. And he's got good stuff. And so they went curveball mm-hmm. miss, went curveball miss. So a lot of things happen like that when, when a guy goes curveball bad miss like that. Either he's coming back with it because he feels like he didn't throw a good one and he can still get it to steal a strike, get himself back in the zone. Or they're using that as a setup pitch and there's so much with tunneling like, okay, he's throwing this curveball and then he's going to try and throw a like high heater off of it, either get you to chase or foul it off and get another strike. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're wrong and you'd like to take in that situation, but most of the time you don't you swing and miss. It's just... You know, a lot of the time you're going to fail a lot of times in this game, but you got to be able to think through it. At least I do. And I remember thinking after this bad miss, like, I think this guy's going high heater right now, you know, <laughs> like for whatever reason. And I, I think sometimes when you feel good at the plate, like your, your thoughts flow better too. Like you just feel like, okay, it kind of like, I just have this feeling. I can't explain it of like. I just think this is what's going to happen right here. And a lot of that sequencing and the more you see it, the more you're mm-hmm. exposed to it, the better you are at picking it up or making, I guess you call them educated yeah. guesses here. What's funny and is so we're going to see that. him set up uh, on this next pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because it's exactly what he's trying to do. Yachty's trying to tunnel that curveball. He's like, all right, he missed up. Now that's fine. We don't want to groove Mahiter, you know, down in a way or something like that. Because we've seen this guy – Go up top to left field, no problem. So you watch where he sets up here. You have your educated guess. You said, I think he's coming high heater. And watch where we have the target. I'll go back right there. I kind of messed that up right there. But if we watch where he has a target, he's setting up up and in. Right, which is really hard pitch to handle. He throws it there, and you just—I don't even know how you beat that pitch. It's because look at this pitch. Man. It's a, there's a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not in a bad spot from a pitcher's point of view. Like he's probably not upset with that location. I he's scratching think, his head, being like, "What just happened right there?" Now that's your fourth right. homer, fourth game of the year. He's kind of like, "Well, this is Christian Yelich. He's locked in. What are you gonna do?" That's what I would be thinking, at least. So, the only reason I could get to that pitch was, A, like, semi-looking semi for it, but not really. I wasn't, like, 100% this guy's coming for it. It was just, like, in the back of your mind. But it was more of a, I was so on time. Like, if you watch this video, if you play it back to, like, where he's about to release the ball and to where I am in my late kick, like, I'm at the top of it. So, it's just, like... All I gotta do now is go from here to here before that ball gets to the plate. Like let's, if we let's see if I can get it. You're early. You're like already, I'm already down. down. Yeah, I'm already coming down. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the only reason I can get to that pitch is because I'm you're on time. You know what I mean? Like you can't if you're late on this at all, and a lot of times you are during the season, because if you're not really everything's synced up you're not going to happen. And this is like a perfect storm of events right here, but the timing was really good. And it goes back to, and I remember, and I remember the feeling on this Homer was, it was the feeling of the drill that we were just talking about. 
Like I was able to see the ball. I was able to see the ball here, recognize what was happening and go from here. And it felt like I was like almost like casting the bat in front. It was like the swing down, like a chop in a sense. And it just like was so short and like it just happened so quickly that I just got to it easily. You backspun that ball. Even as high as it was, you backspun that ball big time. Yeah, it was clean. It was true. Like there was no hook or anything to it. Like it was They're giving you the, exactly like the drill was, except it was in a game and it was a 90, whatever it was, mile an hour fastball. And it doesn't always work out that way. A lot of times that ball is fouled off or popped up to the third baseman mm-hmm. or usually not resulting in a pull side homer. We're going to go a little further up because it's going to show highlights again. <clears throat> um, yeah, that was incredible. Ronnie let him go. I know I saw it. He pops up. Here we go. Now there's going to be some highs. We're going to see the slow-mo. We're going to see what you're talking about. You're already down. And so that feel is not a swing down, but it feels like, you know what I mean? Like, Watch that again. And there's no leak on my front side. Like, it's clean, you know? If there's any leak on your – you lose your barrel and your swing becomes long. It, see, it's almost like a – but that's the drill. That's the exact drill right there from that side view. If you can look at that, like – Your hands are just up. Like, if you look at it, your hands go from here to just here. Like, it's almost straight across your face. I think the no leak thing is important there because if you leak, you're not going to get to that ball. Not at that, not right, at the top you, of the zone like that. Right, you're going to lose your barrel, and if that's when it's the, the foul ball or pop up to third, foul ball, or just complete swing and miss altogether. But if you stay in there on that, you can be really short. And if you do it right, and, you, and I was just like, it's just my drill. Like, I just do that drill, so I was able to handle that ball. I love it. Yeah, I love it how was, it all came full circle. From right, that's why we had to sell all those stories to that because. Love it. 2018 yeah, to go a, with it. 2019, you bring it back in. You get that exact same pitch. You feel the drill. Mm-hmm. And you hit a bomb on a pitch that, you know, 99% of guys can't do that. But the way you had approached it, it allowed you to get to that ball and do the right thing with it. Yeah, I'd say it was probably, like like you said, a perfect storm of events. But there was, that was the thought process along with it. And you have to also be able to be in the position to, to handle a pitch like that. We just talked a ton about drills, how to, how to bring drills in the cage into the game, what that means. Sometimes it translates, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you had your drill, it translated, you became the MVP. Now we're back in the 2019 season against the Cardinals again, who clearly you just have an affinity for. And I know <laughs> sometimes you just feel that way against the team. Is that, do you feel that way against the Cardinals? Um, I don't want to blow your no, spot. Out, I, I, no, no. I, I think it's more just like when you catch teams during the season, like when you're just locked in and just on fire and just it, it just happened to line up with them last year. And yeah, it just it's hard to it's like I remember before this series started, I was not hitting, I was not doing well, and then got locked back in. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was the day before this game actually, but. Um, yeah, that's just just how it worked out. But they're usually a really tough staff to face. They always have yeah. really good pitching, and whenever Yachty's back there, it's it's never an easy at bat, no matter how good you're feeling, because you just he just knows so much. He's such a smart catcher and player that uh, it's always challenging. It's just how it worked out. 
sometimes that's I love that kind of matchup when you have a good catcher. You know, I love it. You're a good hitter. He knows you because you guys play each other all the time. It's that perfect chess match, and you guys kind of got to go back and forth. The pitcher has to execute, obviously. You have to execute. Mm-hmm. But Yachty right. knows – like you said, he's so smart. He knows your swing. He knows where he can go to have a better chance to get you out. But mm-hmm. then if you make an adjustment to counter that, then you know it's not going to work in his favor and vice versa. So I right. love all these duels, and we're going to see that on this at bat. I watched this earlier today, and this is a, this is a great at bat. This guy, uh, Ryan Helsley, you're seeing it on the screen right now. He's making his major league debut. The first batter he ever faces in the big leagues is the reigning NL MVP. So tough, tough debut for him, but it starts out pretty good. Now I want to, I want to go straight into the at bat here because the first pitch is nasty. Let's click it. Right. Well, and before we go into is like. Okay been this is his debut so like i've never faced him or seen him throw ever you know what i mean maybe in a in a hitters meeting or you get the sheets of like what does this guy have and his sheet is it it, it tells you you know his velo is 98 to a hunch so you're like okay that's that catches your eye right away you're like great this guy this this guy has the potential to grab double zero so you know that is his debut so he's gonna be juiced you know that and then Mm -hmm. If he's got a good off-speed pitch, like it'll tell you slider or change it, but you've never seen it or what it does or what it looks like. So I always think that in this situation, you're, you're at a pretty good disadvantage as a hitter until you can kind of start collecting some information as far as video or pass that bats against them. Uh, you'll see here in a second, but he's about a, he's about a one to the plate. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really tough as a hitter too when, like, when a guy can um, throw that hard and be that quick to the plate. Um, especially for a guy timing like me. for you, you yeah know. yeah well it's just like he's throwing a hundred and then it's like he can come from checking a guy at second base and then next thing you know we're going forward and it's coming out hot and so i didn't know he was that quick to the play at the time so <laughs> this pitch i don't know he's i don't know he's that quick because okay. this is his first pitch in the big leagues and i've never seen him before and so all I got in my mind is 100, slider, change it. I love that you brought that up about. because it's so true. You, you, you have to have a bats against the guy to go up there and really have a plan. You can watch a right. lot of and video. You don't wanna, and you don't want to ever be anybody's first punch out in the big leagues, ever. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to be on any. I'm on plenty of them, but I don't ever want to be on somebody's, in somebody's trophy case. And, you, and, and he, yeah, uh, you'd be a great trophy for him, too. He's probably like, all right, if I punch... I mean, yeah, this is a pretty good candidate to get put you in his trophy case too, because I mean, when you're throwing a yes. hundred with a slider and nasty changeup, that has first punchy in the show being the first batter all over it. I'm like, I know that too. I'm like, <laughs> but I remember I asked I asked Yachty before when I go up to the plate right here. I asked Yachty, this guy, it's his debut, right? And Yachty said, yeah, and he shakes his head, and I was like, all right, well, here we go. Let's let's do this. And I love, it. yeah, he's got he's gonna be juice. Typically, when I think of a guy that's making his debut and he's a reliever. Um, you're gonna have extra heat on your fastball. Maybe you're for sure, but but also maybe shaky command of your off speed. Maybe shaky command in general. I guess you, it goes it differs by guy, but that's kind of what I'm thinking with young guys. He's gonna have that extra juice. May not know how to control it, so you really got to get him in the zone. Is that something that you would say too? Yeah, and I was like, all right, like this guy. This is this guy's first pitch in the big leagues. 
I feel like sometimes you should take it because they throw that ball out a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this is your first pitch in the show. And you, it, I don't know if it's – I don't know how you – how do you feel about that? But I'm always like, ah, you know, maybe I should just – You want a nice clean ball for him to put in his case? Well, clearly not because I swung at the first <laughs> pitch here. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, nah, this guy throws – this guy's got too good of stuff to, to be spotting anybody, anything here. And I, I thought, honestly, that he was coming out of the gates trying to, like – I thought he was going to come out of the gates trying to establish, like, I throw 100 and let's get it on. And this is the big leagues right here. So I was, I was geared up for that, I guess you could say. And it, it definitely wasn't 100 out of the gate. <laughs> well, let's, yeah, let's get to it. See that first pitch. Let me get back on it. And here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Making his debut. Throwing cheese. You got the scouting report. You know he throws hard. You're, you got to be thinking heater here for his pitch. At least I would be thinking heater here. For yeah, his pitch. I thought so too. And I was like, okay, here we go. And I'm tall right now too. Oof. A little taller. Right. Good slider. First Good pitch. slider. That came yeah, out so like a like, heater. Okay. Right. So I was like, okay, like that's 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 pretty good. And, and I remember thinking, like, damn. Also, that was a good pitch. And like, holy shit, am I late right now? <laughs> you, you were late. <laughs> you on that? I, didn't, I guess I didn't pay attention. You were a little late on the 89 hour slider. I love that. Well, not in a sense if I hit it, I probably would have. But like, as far as like decision making process of like usually mm. seeing differentiating fastball slider, and I was yeah, late. Was I remember nice that pitch. happening. No, it was really. I was. I was like, okay, like, all right, we're in this now. You know, <laughs> like that was kind of my my thought of, all right, this is for real. And um, I, I pointed out that I was a little taller in that first pitch there because as this goes on um you know i was kind of more where i was in a walk at bat and that's where i am the majority of the time but like i said he's so quick to the plate that sometimes as a hitter you have to make um you have to make adjustments and for me i was like okay this guy's a slide step one to the plate so for me i got a little bit more spread out, almost like the drill we were talking about, like a little bit more spread out on my backside more. And it was just like, I kind of, instead of doing my leg kick, it was more of a hover. Like I kind of would pick it up and like almost hover and just kind of slide it out so mm-hmm. I could put it down if I needed to, because he was throwing so hard. It's kind of like a moose thing right there. Moose is a hoverer, like keeps it really close. Right. To it, was, it was, yeah, it was almost like moose, but I, I had to do that because, you know, if it's, it's a hundred. So I, you got to be able to get to that at some point. Did you – that was on the scouting report? Like you knew going into that bat, like this guy's a one to the plate, got to you – know. No, I didn't know he was a one. That's okay. why I was I was tall like that. And then I told you I got my – I was like, wow, ah, okay. I got my – I just got my – I just got my doors blown right here. <laughs> and like I saw how much of a sidestep guy he was, and then it just evolved over the course of this at bat. So, yeah, that was a good pitch. Gets you a one. Mm-hmm. You kind of go anywhere here. Like you said, Yachty's smart. So if I'm hitting, I'm like, well, I just – was I don't know what this guy's pitch does. I just swung through it. it. Wasn't really on time to it. It might come again. Yeah, you're really behind the eight ball here because you by swinging at that pitch, you just opened yourself up to anything. Pretty much every yeah, anything he comes at you with right now is. And you got a hundred in the tank. Pitch. You, you know that's you still got that. Right. Haven't seen that yet. You, so right, you've got two pitches here. that you still haven't seen yet. All right, second pitch. And he comes back with the same pitch. Right. A little bit more so now, inside. 
Right. That was a little bit more of a like on my head pitch right there. And he did a really good job of, of executing it. Sure. And uh, now you're in the hole. You know, you're O2. You're like, damn. And two sliders. You've only right. seen, you haven't seen anything but a slider. You're O2. Right. And you're like, damn, I'm about to be in this dude's trophy case right now. Because like, he's got a hunch. Those are two pretty good sliders. And I think he's got a change up too. Are you, so you're like, are you, when you get to two strikes, are you always mm -hmm. spreading out a little bit more? Or does it depend on the pitcher, a guy that you're comfortable against, or as like a guy that yeah, you've never seen it, before? It depends on all those things and how I'm feeling at the plate too. Um, you know, I go through phases throughout the season and this one was more of uh, probably an exaggeration than any other time because of all the things we talked about. Like he's so quick to the plate, he's got really good shit. And I'm just, you know, not wanting to be on the mantle right you now. You don't. Really, you like really bad. Like that's why I'm like, okay, here, let's, we're figuring this out. All right, here we go. Oh, two pitch. Only seen slider so far. And Another that one. is a changeup? That was a slider. Same pitch. Like a, a yeah, just a buried slider. Same pitch. So and I'm like, kind of okay. almost leaking. I'm kind of almost leaking out on this a little bit. Like I'm in the bucket a little bit on here. And I think it's cuz like um <laughs> I don't really know what to do cuz I'm trying to figure <laughs> it out on the trying to figure all this out on the rungs. I've never I've never faced them and um yeah, three, I was like, damn, I'm in the in bucket. Mm -hmm. And you still, like I said, you still know he's got 100 in the tank. He's got his, his change up to. Yeah. One, two pitch. Oh, baby. Right. I started I'll, feeling I'll more comfortable. Say, that's a good take. Right. I started feeling more comfortable because that now that's the fourth one I've seen in a row. So you like, you have an idea of what this looks like in the shape. And it's the only thing I've seen, you know. And taking that, after I took that one, um, I kind of figured they probably weren't going to come back with another one because then it would be five in a row. Um, and I just took a good one. But the thing is here is like, it's the Yachty factor. Like if anybody's going to throw a fifth <laughs> slider in a row right here, it's him. Like for real though, he, he would do something like that. Um, even if he saw so you, you take it like that, because that was a really good take. You're balanced. You know, it was just off, and it looked like you saw it really well. And like you said, it was a fourth time. But you're saying Yachty, you kind of I know say I, I don't think it. I don't think it was likely. Like I, I, I would, I would definitely thinking. Okay, here's now we're gonna see fastball changeup. But I didn't. I haven't completely eliminated the slider here because if anybody's gonna do something like that it's going to be Yachty and it's for sure his call because this guy is, it's his debut. So anything mm -hmm. that Yachty puts down, it's a yes. Yeah, yes, sir. That's that, that one, <laughs> you know? Yes. And so I didn't completely write it off. I felt better about being able to, to take it though. Like being able to lay off the, the one I'm supposed to take and be able to swing at the one I'm supposed to swing at now because that's the fourth one I've seen. Yeah. This guy is nasty. So yeah, he's got really good stuff. All right. Two, two. Four sliders in a row. You just laid off a good one. In your head, you're saying heater. It's likely. Yeah, something other than slider. Let's see. You were right. Heater. And that's a and pitch. I, I was, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, it was a good swing too. Like I, I fouled it straight back. It probably got on me a little bit because the first time I saw him. But uh, you know, if he executes that one away right there, I'm probably punching because I'm kind of flying out on this a little bit. Like, see, everything's gone. I'm in the. I, it's not really. I see that. I see your you hit know, go. It's, it's going really quick here, and it's something that I probably wouldn't like. Like, I don't really like that. See, if he executes this pitch away, like Yachty knows right here, because mm -hmm. he's pounding me in with almost cutters. They're 92, 91 mile hour sliders, so it's almost a cutter. But I think I just subconsciously did that because I'm trying to go fast, right? Yeah. And you're if he executes this, if, yeah, if he gets this ball away, then either I'm going to roll it over most likely or miss it. Yeah, and but when you he, do that... He, it ball looks like it's a million miles away. If, if your hip is open, like right? That, yeah, I probably the, take it and it's a punch, or I swing and miss. But uh, he good yanked swing. it. And, yeah, yeah I fouled it straight pitch. back. It's a good swing, but uh, yeah, kind of smoked the umpire a little bit right there. Mm-hmm. Yachty's giving him some time. Yachty's gear is just so show too. So sick. He's the he's the best man. Oh, that got Yachty. Yeah. Mm. Got two, both of them. <laughs> okay, so what are you thinking here? Two, two, four sliders, one fastball. Like, a, do you have a, a lean in one on one pitch, or are you saying I just kind of got a battle now? And I was going pretty good at this time. Um, you know, I think. I didn't think I was going to see another heater because I fouled that one straight back and felt like I was right on it. Um, even though like I probably, this probably isn't my best mechanical at bat or, you know, to Yachty, I was, I'd fouled a 99 on our fastball straight back the first time I saw it. It's like, mm. you know, maybe they, maybe you come back with it, but I was like, ah, I was kind of thinking potential for the third pitch here or, um, sure. going back to the slider. Okay. Let's run it. Yachty's like, all right, what do I got now? What do I got? Mm -hmm. Two, two. And a oh. drive to right field. Yep. Oh. Yeah, he went back to it, but that one. Yeah. That one wasn't a slider. It kind of backed up on him. It was one of those um, mm. spinners. Like that, that didn't. That ball didn't move mm -mm. at all. You know, it kind of just spun up there, and. Oh, I watched that again. I, that, that, that's really, it's, it's honestly not even really. I didn't really think I did anything on this. I, I think the, the pitch kind of dictated it. You know, you know, sometimes when you like catch a slider out front, or you, you kind of just they hit a homer for you in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like that's what happened here because um, he sped me up with that fastball, and then ninety-one mile hour slider like basically throws it into your barrel in a sense for a homer um just because it didn't it didn't move it didn't have the same bite as those those other four did it, it backed up on them and, um i remember just like the feeling of just catching it like out front on the barrel and just being i was out front of it for sure like uh, I, I i swung at it kind of like it was a heater but uh just the the, the bat path was good enough to where I, I caught it in the in the sweet spot zone 427. Yeah, when you hit those balls, you don't even really feel them. 
Yeah, you know it's a homer right away. Yeah. And then Bronny gets his ticket punch for the trophy case. This at bat. Oh, so. good for you, Bronny. Yeah. I want, I'm, we we don't want Bronny right now. We want to see some highlights. Let's see if I can get it. I might not have it. We'll have to have the the editors do it in post here. Oh, here we go. And that one's a better swing. I'm not. I'm not really bailing out as much there. And you can kind of see the slide from that back view. It's different than my little play kick. Um, Let's see that. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. You know, and it just allows you to get your foot down when you got to. Um, see, that's that is the stuff right there that I love that that we've kind of been showcasing on this show. Is that those little adjustments that you made in the at bat? You didn't know he was a one. He comes, he's quick to the plate, you have to make an adjustment. So you do, you make an adjustment and it pays off for you later in the at bat. You're on time, you catch it, you barrel it and it's gone. And this is coming from a guy who you know, won the MVP, doesn't, a lot of people would say he doesn't have to change anything, just continue to do what you're doing. But in the game of baseball as a hitter, you gotta make those adjustments. Yeah, yeah, you're changing all the time, and I think there's that there's some sort of saying in, in baseball, right? Where like the higher you go, the adjustments become quicker. Or it, it starts from game to game, then it goes at bat to at bat, and then it becomes eventually pitch to pitch. And that's kind of when you get to the higher levels, or you want to perform at a high level in the big leagues, then you have to be able to do that stuff. And it doesn't always work out like this. It doesn't work out in your favor, but you, you're finding ways to give yourself a chance. I guess you could say to be successful more times than not. A lot of the times, I guess statistically, uh, most of the time it doesn't work out in your favor, but uh, we don't need it to. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. You're one of the best hitters in the world. You're a guy that can do it pitch by pitch. You can make those adjustments pitch by pitch. And I appreciate you just letting us get into your head a little bit because that was awesome. And I hope anybody out there that's watching can take something from this and, and get a little bit better because that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, Yelly. Thank you so much, bro.